This is episode 155 of the e-commerce coffee break podcast. Today we're talking to Dave Rodenborg of recapture.io on how to level up your store by just implementing the standard playbook of eBuilds. This is an interesting one, so stay tuned and let's get started. But before we get started, a big thank you to our sponsors for supporting today's episode. Attention all business owners, tired of struggling with ineffective data integration? Real Omni offers a unique solution for your business to achieve long-term growth. With tailored integrations to match your corporate strategy, you can expect improved results. VL Omni's managed service approach gives you fast implementation and scalability across all channels. Choose VL Omni for a different and more effective data integration solution. Visit VL Omni today. That's VLOMNI.com. This is the e-commerce coffee break. A top-rated Shopify growth podcast dedicated to Shopify merchants and business owners looking to grow their online stores. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get marketing advice you can't find on Google. Welcome welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break. Email is still the most important marketing tool that is out there. It's owned marketing, it reaches people. So don't underestimate email, even with all the artificial intelligence that's coming out there, it's still there. So today we want to talk about how you can use email specifically for cart abandonment and also SMS, because there's a lot of potential for a lot of store owners and a lot of them don't get it right. So with me on the show today as a guest, as a specialist on this topic, I have Dave Rodenborg. He's the founder of Recapture.io. Created in 2015, Recapture has processed over 2 billion in gross merchant volume and recovered over 225 million for stores worldwide. Steeping into emails in 2012, so that's a long time, that's 11 years, email, Dave knows email inside and out. And we want to dive a little bit more in there. Beside of email, Dave is also a dark beer lover, runs a lifestyle business, and it's obviously a family man. So not necessarily in that order, but let's welcome Dave to the show. Hi, Dave. How are you today? I'm great, Klaus. And thank you for having me here on the Coffee Break podcast. This is awesome. Yeah, to have you. Dave, email, I just said, is around for a long time or nowhere. Tell me a little bit about your story and specifically email and e-commerce, how you got into it and why you think it's important. I've been doing email marketing in one form or another since like 2012. So I used to run a couple of digital products. They were WordPress plugins. And that's kind of how I cut my teeth on the whole email marketing thing. I had friends of mine that were building tools in email marketing. And it was sort of like the talk back in 2012 of, hey, you better do this for your digital products. And in the space that I was in in WordPress, it was underused. So it actually had outsized impact. I got to see sort of the early impact of that in the WordPress space, which was kind of cool. But I learned about abandoned carts and just general promotions and how to do A-B testing and subject lines and all of that sort of stuff. In 2016, I had an opportunity to purchase this tool that was built by these two guys that ran a Magento store and they were selling custom iPhone cases that were carved with a laser printer. And they built the abandoned cart tool on the side of their business because they didn't like the options that they had in Magento. They got this business that's doing six figures a month and this little tiny SaaS over here. And they're like, well, where, where should we spend our time? So they said, all right, we can't keep this thing. It doesn't make sense, right? So they sold it. And then I jumped on board because I was like, wow, email is really exciting. Email is really cool. And it's super powerful. I mean, I'd already seen the outsized impact that it had on my other digital products business, which I eventually sold. I've been a convert ever since. One of the things that I really like about Recapture is 
watching exactly how much we can make for merchants just with some very simple things, a very straightforward playbook to make them more successful. So yeah, that's a little bit about my email journey there. Okay, you say playbook. I think that's a bit of the keyword there. When it comes to setting up those or doing the right email, card abandoned emails and everything that follows there, post purchase emails, win back emails, goes all hand in hand and all with the purpose to get a customer that otherwise would have left, bring them back and buy more or finalize the checkout. What can we understand with a playbook when it comes to this? There's a lot of different kinds of emails. It doesn't really matter what email tool you're using. There's a lot of them out there. And many of them support the same sorts of things. But basically, when I talk about an email playbook, I'm talking about like those campaigns that you should be sending based on the size of your store. If you're getting started, you don't need every single kind of email under the playbook. And conversely, if you're doing eight or nine figures a year, like you should have a pretty rich set of campaigns out there that are highly segmented and doing a variety of different things and targeting different customers in different ways. But the problem is that my observation of doing this for the past seven years with various kinds of merchants is that either they go too much too soon or they just never put enough in at all. Like those are the two extremes. It's a very rare thing to watch somebody go through and do this standard playbook of, okay, you do abandoned cart recovery. You got to send a welcome series. You should do some post-purchase follow-ups. And then, you know, all of those things can be expanded. You can go from just abandoned carts and checkouts to browse abandonment. And with the welcome series, you can go to longer things and promotional. And with the post-purchase, you can do winbacks and review reminders and upsells and cross-sells and educational series and all different kinds of stuff like that. There's definitely a lot that people can do, but it's weird because it seems like there's enough information out there that a savvy merchant should just be able to like grab onto this right away and do the right thing all the time. But that's not my experience based on what I've seen with recapture customers. Okay, that's an interesting observation. I agree with that. Walk me through a perfect abandoned cart, maybe as a start. How many steps does it involve? When does it kick in and all of these things? The golden answer here is it depends. But in the absence of any other data that you have, I would say that you kind of want to start with something that is pretty basic. Gather some data to learn because that's the only way you're ever going to know how your audience reacts. And ultimately, you have to connect with your customer in a way that is going to have an impact. And if you don't have any data, you're never going to figure that out. Starting with nothing, if you don't know anything about your audience, I would say at a minimum, you want to have three abandoned cart emails. We do sort of a little mnemonic and I call it RPC. So you use the first email to remind them. So that's the R. Then you use the second email to try to persuade them a little bit more. That's the P. And then you use the third email to close them. I have seen people do more emails than that. I've seen people go crazy and they've done like eight sequence abandoned cart stuff, you know, five sequence abandoned cart stuff. I see a lot of merchants that just go one. I would never recommend one because the money is always in the follow-ups. But in terms of like the perfect ideal starting abandoned cart series, do at least three, see how that goes. And in terms of the timing, you're going to have to figure this out. I'll tell you a story in a minute about a pet supply store that figured out some very specific timings that are going to break the rules I'm about to tell you. So in terms of starting the remind, you want to do that pretty quickly after they've abandoned the cart. So roughly about an hour is a good starting point if you don't know anything else. Then after that, the persuade email, 
which we usually like to put in things like social proof and testimonials and stuff that tries to convince the customer that will send out like a day after. And then the one that's closing, this is where people should be putting a discount. And if you're going to discount at all, you don't have to discount, of course. And that is going to depend very much on your margins and a lot of other stuff that's going on with your store. But if you're going to do that somewhere between two to three days up to maybe a week. Kind of depends on your product, the urgency you have with it. Now, with that all said, like if you know your audience really, really well and you know the product that they're trying to get, like you can break all of these rules. So here's the example that I have for that. This guy ran a pet supply store and what he ended up doing was he noticed that when customers put in this one antibiotic in their cart, it basically was signaling that they had a problem with their fish and it was extremely urgent. So he basically had a 10 minute reminder, 30 minute reminder, a two hour reminder, a four hour reminder, and an eight hour reminder. And he went through this whole sequence and normally you'll get about 10% boost in revenue from your abandoned carts. This guy saw a 36% boost in his revenue just doing this because he understood the urgency of that one purchase. He really targeted his audience super, super well. And so that was an extremely lucrative thing. You have to know your audience to get to that point. So if you don't have any other data, start with three, do a rough timing. I use a little mnemonic with that is one, one, one. So one hour, one day, one week. You can tweak that a little bit to one hour, one day, two, three days, whatever. That's not as nice of a mnemonic, right? But something like that works extremely well. So gather data, learn about your audience, and then improve on your sequence. That's what's worked in abandoned carts. Okay, that sounds great. I love the example that you gave. A lot of merchants have experienced that. Obviously, customers have learned how e-commerce works. They know there might abandoned carts coming, and they're basically just waiting for the last email with the discount code. I like that you mentioned this, like, don't necessarily put a discount code in there. Think about something else. Otherwise, we'll get the people that are just cheap. You don't necessarily want these as clients. Now, when it comes to A-B testing, you need to figure out who your customer is and obviously which product performs. How do you recommend a perfect way to do A-B testing through the sequence or even through the content of the text of your abandoned card sequence? And now a quick break to thank the sponsors of today's episode. Attention all retailers, do you want to provide your customers with a seamless shopping experience? No matter where they shop, they expect and deserve an easy, hassle-free experience. But what do you do? Don't you deserve a solution that integrates your systems, channels and partners without wasting time on manual processes? Real Omni is the answer. They are an integration platform partner for real-time, agile and scalable iPaaS data integration. Their platform integrates your systems, channels and partners, giving you visibility, flexibility and time to grow and expand your business. Top global merchants choose Real Omni to move data seamlessly and integrate their businesses, delivering a fully integrated customer experience that exceeds expectations. With 30 years of data integration expertise, let them fit the Real Omni solution to match your business strategy. Visit Real Omni today and let their expertise guide you. That's VLOMNI.com. So there's lots of things I can say about A-B testing. So one thing is I don't think that people are bold enough with their A-B tests. People are doing really lame things. Like they'll be like, uh, I'm going to change one word on the button, or I'm going to change the color of the button, or I'm going to rearrange my subject, but I'm not going to make it radically different than the other subject. Like if you're going to do A-B tests, you really should test some bold stuff. I mean, it's fine to optimize if you really have been doing this a long time and you know that the sequence really performs well, and you just want to tweak it to get that absolute maximum out of there. That's okay. But 
the tests that I watch people do are just not extreme enough. Like if you're going to do it, like having two entirely different subject lines, one maybe is make it a little bit funny or make it a little bit risque or something that's going to stand out in the inbox. Like you have to take some chances with your A-B testing. That's the whole point of A-B testing is to find out how your audience reacts. So again, know your audience and you're going to be able to do that well. When I do A-B tests, I like to do big, bold things and I'll try to change multiple things at a time. Maybe it's image creatives and the body copy and the preview text and the subject line all at the same time. So we have literally two radical different kinds of email and then see which one kind of sticks with your audience. And I think you're going to see bigger changes in that. If you're just doing little teeny tiny changes, you're going to have a harder time seeing, oh, well, it might look a little bit different, but you know, with A-B testing, you get things like the novelty effect where, hey, it's just a little bit different. So your customers react to it just a little bit different. And ultimately they don't care. And in the end, it kind of reverts to the mean. So you don't get the kind of lift out of your A-B tests that you really want or need. I would recommend that people go big and try bold things. The other thing is that I've noticed on A-B testing is that people don't run their tests long enough. There's a reason that we talk about statistical significance. You know, on recapture, we've got it set so that, you know, you can run the test based on a number of sends. And I just got a, a thing the other day. This guy was like, hey, I want to end the test early. I've done 50 sends and this one is really winning. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but 50 is kind of low. Like you kind of need more than that. You know, I recommend no less than 100 to really get some solid data behind that. And even then that's, you know, kind of iffy. So if you don't have high volume, you really need to go for these big, bold tests to see any kind of change on an A-B test at all. Yeah. Data is your friend. And I think even hundred, you said hundred seems to be on the low end. The more you get, the better your results will be. Now, recapture goes further than abundant card. And I want to touch on one more topic that's post-purchase emails. Somebody has bought from you, they're on a high and the likelihood that they will buy more is very high. Tell me about post-purchase emails. How do they work? There's lots of different kinds of post-purchase emails. There's so many different ways that stores can lean into this and do a better job because really your three most lucrative campaigns that you can send in your store are abandoned carts, the welcome series, and post-purchase follow-ups. And there's a whole variety of things that you can go to in there. But the one that I think people do the poorest job on is making sure that your customer is successful with the product that they just bought. Are they happy with it? Do they know how to return or get customer support from you if something's going wrong? Is there some educational content that needs to go along with it? If you're selling supplements and they got this packet of powder here, did you tell them all the different recipes that go with that so that they're going to enjoy it more? Like give them a good experience on this in as many dimensions as possible because this works to your benefit in two ways. Number one, if you go and ask for a review later, they're going to be like, oh yeah, this was awesome. I totally love it. And they're going to be giving that to you without hesitation. Number two, if you want to retain them and see them come back again for a repeat purchase, they're more likely to do it if they had a great experience the first time. So it is in your interest to do an automated follow-up after the purchase, just to make sure do they know how to use your product? Do they like the product? Do they have questions about your product? Are they going to be successful with whatever it is that you just sold them? And that's ultimately what all post-purchase emails try to go around. Now, there's definitely some that are you doing upsells or you're doing winbacks and stuff like that. 
But if you haven't focused on that first customer onboarding, customer success piece, you're going to have a harder time doing those others. That's, again, one of those things out of the playbook. You've got to have those first three nailed in order for anything else if you're going to land and expand. Now, ReCapture obviously is available for a couple of platforms. You mentioned Magento, WooCommerce, Shopify. How does the integration work into Shopify? So we've got a pretty deep integration with Shopify. It's an app that's available on the App Store. And we connect into the common webhooks that Shopify allows. So there's the cart, the order webhook, the customer webhook, and stuff like that. And so as we're seeing updates that come directly from your store, we pull that data live into ReCapture. So one of the cool things about ReCapture that you don't see on a lot of other platforms is that we have something called a live cart feed and you can actually see a visual representation of all your carts that are in there in what state that they're in. So you could see all the customers that are active on the store, those that have abandoned without an email and those that have abandoned with some kind of contact information like email or mobile. And then all of your sales along with little badges that says, hey, recapture help with these right here. So that's possible because of the integration that we have with Shopify and these other platforms. I had a look at a couple of screenshots and I also see that you have sort of a predictive tool in there that it basically predicts already how much you can do. Is that right? So there's a couple of different things. We try to display some analytics that help you make good decisions about things. So we do lots of reports on the campaigns and things like that. We actually also just did this thing for the first time this year, kind of like Spotify Unwrapped. We did Recapture Rehashed, where I'll like do a recap of your stats from the year of like, here's your store summary and here's all the campaigns. And here's what they did for their open conversion, click, complaint, unsubscribes, all these rates, stuff that kind of tell, helps you make some better decisions. But we also tell you about things like your customer lifetime value. So a lot of stores have no clue what this looks like. We will take the data from your store and try to make some intelligent calculations on that. And obviously, we have some limits based on how long we've known your store. So initially, when we start out, we're pulling data from about six months and then trying to make some forward predictions based on that. But once you've been with us for a while, like we have a pretty good idea of what that customer lifetime value is. So when you make changes to things or when you do abandoned cart email upgrades or you do an A-B testing or stuff like that, you can get an idea. Is this going to have a big impact on my lifetime value? And so things like that, I think are pretty important. We're going to add some new ones here in 2023. Like I, Surfacing that average order value as well, I think is going to be pretty useful. We do revenue per email, stuff like that. As a merchant, I would be interested, do I get the email templates with ReCapture or do I just get the framework and then I have to write my own emails? It's somewhere in between those two. So email template is kind of a broad category and that can mean a lot of different things. Like I can pick from pre-designed emails of all these different kinds. That's something we've got on the roadmap for this year. But what you do get right now is when you sign up for ReCapture, we'll automatically install in your account pre-baked series of emails. So we'll set up the timing for you. We'll give you default subjects. We're going to give you default preview text and body content. And so you're not dropped into it with like, oh God, I have to do all this work, right? You can actually just go in there and be like, oh, okay, that's pretty reasonable. I'll just tweak this and this and change the fonts and change the colors and boom, I'm done. That we have right now. I would like to get to a point where we can allow you to change other things and say, okay, I like this design versus this design and drop that in. That takes a little bit more work. We've got that coming here in 2023. Okay. Is there any kind of homework that it needs to do before they get started with Recart? Some thinking process or can they just, just install and then get started? 
No real homework. We try to make it as simple as possible. We do have a famous five-minute install, and I'm not really joking when I say that it takes five minutes to install. Once you actually download the app and connect it to your store, we have a few questions you have to ask, like, what's your mailing address so that we can be compliant with legal requirements like can spam or castle or things like that. We need to know a little bit about your store, but we can pull a lot of that by default from Shopify or whatever platform you're on. And then after that, it's just basically turn on as many campaigns as you want. And that's just, you know, one click each. So we try to make it as low homework, I guess, as possible to get you successful and get it up. But at the same time, we also want to make it so that if you are in the mood to change everything, if you want to customize the whole shebang, we'll absolutely let you do that. But if you're also somebody who's like, I have no idea what to send for my abandoned cart emails. We give you that default content and with a literal handful of clicks, you can get started right away and start collecting data, start learning about your audience and, you know, figure out what is resonating and what is not. So you don't have to be an email expert to get started. Okay. Give me a bit of an idea about the pricing structure. How does that work? We use value-based pricing with Recapture. What that means is instead of just charging you on, here's the number of contacts you have in your database, here's how much that is a month. What we do is say, based on how much we recover for you, we're going to charge you on a tiered basis. So like, for example, if you make between zero and $2,500 a month with recapture, then we're going to charge you $29. And so on average in that range, it's about 20X ROI. The average merchant on recapture usually does much better than that. So I went and did the calculation because of course you've got that statistic floating around on the internet that says, oh, email marketing has like a 38X or 42X ROI, right? And I was like, well, what is that for recapture? Across all merchants and all AOVs, I found out that we have a 66X ROI and it can go as high as 139 for some of our merchants. And it very much depends on what you got turned on. If you have abandoned carts and winbacks, that's going to boost your revenue quite a bit. And our price tiering has actually a cap. So we get to a point where if you get above where you're recovering more than $20,000 a month with us, it's a fixed price. Like you don't have to keep paying when you get above that rate. So the merchants that are doing really high volume, really high number of sales, their ROI is essentially uncapped. That's how we can get these larger levels of recovery right there. But we want to make it value-based pricing specifically because if it's not valuable to you, we don't want you to pay us. And so we have a generous free plan. We have a generous free tier. You know, if you're starting out and you're not making any money with your store, we don't want you to pay us. Like, please build your store, grow, get bigger get more orders, get more customers, and then come back to us and we can help you make better efficient revenue recovery with those customers. Which is our ROI that should be basically a no-brainer. There's no argument against it. Where can yeah. people find out more about Recapture? So if you're interested in learning more, you can find us on the internet at recapture.io. We're in almost every major platform store. So we're on the Magento Marketplace, the Shopify App Store, the big commerce app store. We're on the WooCommerce repository and so on. If you're looking to connect with us on social, I'm very active on Twitter at Dave Rodenbaugh, and I'll make sure we've got the links in the show notes here. And then at Recapture.io as well. Cool. It will definitely be in the show notes. So just one click away. Dave, thanks so much. I could talk with you for hours about email marketing. I'm still a big fan of email marketing. It's so important. Uh, but the e-commerce coffee break is coming to an end. Thanks so much for your time and have a great day. Thanks, Klaus. You too. Before you leave, don't forget to visit the sponsor of today's episode. 
Attention all business owners. Tired of struggling with ineffective data integration? VL Omni offers a unique solution for your business to achieve long-term growth. With tailored integrations to match your corporate strategy, you can expect improved results. VL Omni's managed service approach gives you fast implementation and scalability across all channels. Choose VL Omni for a different and more effective data integration solution. Visit VL Omni today. That's VLOMNI.com. And that's a wrap for this episode. I hope you found today's episode informative and actionable. As a reminder, we have a growing community of e-commerce professionals where you can share your insights, ask questions, and learn from other merchants. If you're interested in joining, please visit our website at ecommercecoffeebreak.com and sign up for the community. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast to stay updated on the latest marketing trends and strategies for Shopify e-commerce merchants. See you next time.